following podcast contains spoilers for The Other Lamb. You have been warned. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Megusto. <laughs> oh, I drank water and went down the wrong Good. pipe. Okay, buddy. <laughs> I'm okay. How are you doing, Glenn? Better than you, apparently. <laughs> Jesus. I'm having a rough time right now. Yeah, you're having a little spillage. This is the latest we've ever recorded, and around this time used to be the time that I shined, but uh, I'm getting old, you're as getting they say. You're getting old, and you're getting bold. It's technically my birthday right now. Actually, oh, happy birthday, you beautiful oh, bitch. thanks, buddy. You're the first person to say anything. Granted, it's uh, only yeah, 17 uh, minutes after be. midnight, so. That's mm, all right. <laughs> it counts in my heart. Oh, yeah. It counts in my heart as well. How has your week been? Uh, my week's not bad, but I know you went on a little mini vacation this weekend, so you tell me all about it, and you tell me if you watched every movie to exist. Well, uh, yeah, I, I went to the Adirondacks with my buddies, as we do every year. Uh, the entire trip is just us going to eat copious amounts of food. Yes. And we did so. And I did yes. not watch that many movies. We watched two movies while we were up there. <sighs> and we both, we all like to watch bad movies together cause they're okay. fun. So we watched, uh, Twisted Pear, a Neil Breen film. Glenn, have you seen and or heard any Neil Breen films? I don't think so. He is terrible. He makes Tommy <laughs> Wiseau look like the most competent filmmaker ever. Well, it helps that he made how many films? One? <laughs> the Room? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> but yeah, Neil Breen is a self-financed filmmaker. Uh, I believe he's based in Nevada. He used to be a real estate agent and architect. That's where he got his money to make these movies, and now he just makes bad movies. But he yeah. makes a living off of it, so good for him, kind yeah, of. Everybody's um, got a dream. And, Glenn, I own Twisted Pair on DVD because I bought it specifically for this trip. Okay. <laughs> and I will subjugate you to it at some point. Just like Harrison um, Ford's beautiful goddamn yes. face. Yeah, so let's just say he says this line, conservatively speaking, ten times. <laughs> AI, artificial intelligence, just, synergy, oh. virtual reality. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's not exactly that, but he, he's, it's the whole thing is a bunch of nonsense, and yeah. it's fun. It's good fun. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to watch it at some point. And then we watched a black exploitation movie from the 70s called Petey Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law. Uh, it is a Rudy Ray Moore film for people who know who Rudy Ray Moore is. He was a uh, black exploitation filmmaker back in the mm-hmm. 70s. Did a lot of really fun comedies um, for, you know, the, the black community. And uh, yeah, we watched it. It was, it was it was a good fun. I also own that one, so we can watch that one too. <laughs> That's a twofer. Let's do it. It's a twofer. Well, I have like I have a whole Rudy Ray Moore collection, so we can watch those at some point. All right, sounds good. Yeah, and then I watched The Other Lamb. I only watched three movies this week. Kind oh. of been busy with that trip. Okay. Uh, eating lots of food. We played D and D for an, to you. Yeah, we played D and D for an entire night okay. or day. So. Didn't do much other than that. Hey, vacation's vacation, man. You, vacation, you enjoyed all it. I ever wanted. <laughs> Glenn, <laughs> relax. <laughs> what about you? What did you watch this week? Uh, so I have watched one movie besides uh, The Other Lamb, and that was The Devil All the Time. 
Uh, oh, I want to watch that. I, I wanted to watch that today, but it's got a my wife wanted to hang out. Uh, oh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Tell that beautiful lady I said hello when you do. I will. Um, directed by Antonio uh, Campos, uh, written by him as well, a screenplay by Paolo Campos. Uh, stars Robert Pattinson, Haley Bennett, Tom Holland, and there's a lot of other stars in there that I'm going to skip for now because I'm sure we'll talk about it later for, for you. Um, it, was a, it was a good film. There's there's a lot going on in it. Um, mm-hmm. Not to like hurt your head or anything. There's a, there's just a lot of people's stories being told, and uh, the only the only problem really that I had with it was like a narration um, that it had. But other than oh, that, yeah. I, it was great film. Like it was really good. Cool. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to take uh, check that out. Yeah. Don't tell me anything no, else. That's all I'm saying. All, all I'm right. saying. All the only other thing I have is that I just I didn't even hear about it until it was alive. <laughs> Just yeah, I dropped. heard it from uh, our good friend John Clark. Who, mm-hmm. you know, if I haven't heard of a movie, he will tell me about it. So, yeah. <laughs> in the rare instances that ha- that happens, I, I get a lot of movie recommendations from him. Um, but yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh, that is it. All right, so we don't have any news for this week, you know. It'll all be more of the same with the coronavirus, COVID-19 mm-hmm. situation. So let's just jump into The Other Lamb. There once was a woman made of moonlight and teeth. She would roam in the woods, searching for something, hunting. And he just kept telling me, you are perfect. You are accepted. Oh, my shepherd, I need a deeper experience with you than I ever had before. So beautiful, just like your mother's. Come Come down down upon me and fill me with yourself. Let us pray. My wives, you all came to me broken by a cruel world. I took every one of you in. I sacrificed my life for you gave you daughters and sisterhood and life. Let us reflect on our blessings. Yes, yes, my shepherd. You think that because you haven't had your time yet, that makes you special. Prepare yourself, child. Our great shepherd won't be so sweet on you then. I'll be seeing you when the blood comes to you. A girl born into an all-female cult led by a man in their compound begins to question his teachings and her own reality. It is directed by Malgorzada Zumowska. I, ooh, did I? I didn't I think stumble on that. that at all. Bam! Uh, written by C.S. McMullen and stars Rafi Cassidy, Michelle Huisman, Mallory Adams, and Kelly Campbell. Uh, it is an Irish and Belgium film. Um, and Glenn, after you watched this, you told me I would love the location scouting. Yep. Is it because it is so very obviously shot in Ireland? Absolutely. Yes, it is very obviously shot in Ireland, even though it's supposed to take place in the United States. And I fucking love Ireland, mm-hmm. so top of the morning to you. To you specifically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I the cinematography is probably my best takeaway from this. Uh, it's 100% for me. It is that. 100% a beautifully shot film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cinematographer is... Michael or Michel, I'm not sure. He's from Poland, so it's probably Michel uh, Englert. Um, he has done a film called Never Gonna Snow Again. That's a boss title. I I don't know what that's about, but that's a boss title. <laughs> um, in the name of Body, 33 Scenes. So not much that I am aware of 
you know, as far as coming across the ocean to the States. But dude killed it. Yeah, he really did. Um, so I, I watched it this morning. Um, I know you watched it today as well. Yeah. Because we were all busy, busy little goats mm-hmm. <laughs> or lambs. <laughs> um, so I, I watched it this morning and I was, I was kind of taken aback about how well it was filmed. Just like oh, yeah. all, all the locations. I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, you're going to love this if you didn't watch yeah. it already. And then you were like, oh, I'm watching it now. <laughs> I was like, my boy. <laughs> And like every every shot, whether it was the shot or the setting where the scene took place, was just so well done. Mm-hmm. Um, there was those little vertigo, vertigo shots that they had. They used a couple of those in the in the scenes. Yeah, um, they had just straight up her on like a whole mountain, basically. That, yeah, they did a good push scene. pull on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Like a really good one. It was a long one too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there was there was just so many so many scenes and shots in this movie that you were just kind of like taken aback and I was just like dear god save me you honestly <laughs> you barely needed even the audio because it was just that I know I know uh John Constantino Constantino Constant you know what I'm saying Constantino that's what I'm saying yeah. um he he always recommends he's like oh dude whenever you get a chance watch this movie and uh just p- to turn the music off turn all all the audio off turn off watch this this would be one of those movies i'd be like dude here you go buddy oh yeah <laughs> taking after Definitely. you he he i i love john he, he but he's he's more of a visual guy than a story guy not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that no. but i uh th- you're absolutely right this would be one that would still be good without the sound mm-hmm. um it's just absolutely beautifully shot. The the scenery is is wonderful. The set uh, design is wonderful. Like they're in in their first camp, they have that uh, section that's just stringed off by like a bunch of cotton strings. Yeah, they have like a yarn yarn string or something just yeah varied out throughout the whole like area that they are living. Oh yeah, and of course it's it's shot with the the beautiful Irish landscape, which is amazing if if anyone's ever been they know how amazing it is um and it it's just otherworldly in a way yeah. it just it doesn't feel like it is on earth uh specifically in this film there's this one scene where she goes to this hut that all the women who are on their period are forced to go to She's sent to give them food and everything. And there's like these weird trees that are growing on a hill, but growing sideways. Usually trees Mm -hmm. on a hill still grow straight up, but these ones are growing sideways and juxtaposed with with the ones on flat land growing straight up. It's just insane looking. It doesn't look real and and it's just incredible. Um, But yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, It's got a 5.0 on... um, IMDb 65 Metacritic score. Uh, so it's clear that this is a pretty split movie, which I completely get. Yeah. Um, it's it's advertised as a horror, which is why I picked it. it is, we're trying to do, you know, six episodes of, of horror during the spooky season, uh, which we are in. And um, this is more of like... This is definitely more of a drama than it is. Yeah, anything. but the 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 horror elements in it are more existential than anything. Yeah. Where, you know, the whole thing is about this. It's a coming of age story about this girl, but she's put in this very horrific situation with like sex abuse of of the cult leader, um, who's played by uh, Michelle Huisman. 
um, or Huseman. I, I honestly don't know how I pronounce it. I'm probably going to butcher his name 10 times and pronounce it 20 times Hoisman, different maybe? ways. Um, and, uh, but yeah, Rafi Cassidy plays the main character who, who, you know, has her first period and she kind of starts realizing how much bullshit this guy is teaching and it's just her buildup of contempt towards her and the mm-hmm. horror elements really come in the the dream sequences yeah where you know we we see things in all their horrible go- uh, go- gory glory and but yeah i i just i was really compelled by it the entire time but i do understand why it is mixed reviews with yeah. this one um I couldn't. I couldn't help but like sometimes compare it to the witch. Um, yeah, I could see that. It, it it felt like it a lot. Not saying that you know they were made to be the same movie, but mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of scenes that felt felt like it. And even the end scene for me, I was like, they're gonna. I really hope they all don't stand naked together. <laughs> Cause yeah, I, that'll definitely remind me. Luckily, they mm-hmm. didn't because they were a underage, b you know girls in the movie. Um, not saying the guys should or shouldn't either. Just you know, <laughs> um, yeah, but there's there's a lot of elements here. If you if you like witch, you're most likely probably either gonna hate this because it seems like witch, or like it because it is like witch. Um, it doesn't have the old timey talk, which a for my brain is nice. Um, <laughs> b uh, just just it's fine without it. It, uh, it makes it seem like it takes place during today's times, which yeah. I mean it it did really. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was it was a really cool movie, um, especially with that cinematography. Like we said multiple times now, it just really uh, brought it home in comparison to everything. Everybody likes the stare in this movie. I really got a a, oh, yeah. a nice little feeling of. Do I go outside in the world and feel like somebody's staring at me? No, in this movie, everybody's staring at me. That's what's going oh, yeah. on here, and it definitely made uh, made you feel it unease. A lot in the movie. You're just, you know, just sitting there eating your food, gobbling that shit up. You're like, this is scrumptious. I love being in a cult. Oh, wait, let me look up at the shepherd. Uh, he's staring right into my soul. And now he's sticking <laughs> his fingers down that girl's throat. What is up with that? Yeah. Everybody's throat. He, he had this fixation on uh, sticking his fingers yeah. down uh Which, I mouths. mean, it can, makes complete sense. Most cult leaders are, you know, have like some kind of kink you know i Mm -hmm. I don't think there's ever been a cult that wasn't based off of the leader's sexual desires um i could be wrong about that but i'm fairly certain like even the the quote-unquote christian ones Mm -hmm. uh the cult leader miraculously had god tell him that he needs to have sex with everyone's wives (laughs) um uh that's the 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 waco cult the uh Seventh Day Adventists, I think. I forget Listen, exactly. John, what I know, I know, I know. Your heart's hurting right now, but I, God just told me I need to fuck your wife, dude. That's essentially what happened in Waco. <laughs> that that and like the they were so like taken aback by him that they believed him. It's well, ridiculous. Yeah, that makes sense. But Please, uh, no, yeah, so I I think that the the whole finger thing was just showing him. Showing us like it was a sexual thing, it was yeah. like a religious thing, and even, um, even in real life, I'm sitting there like, why do you enjoy this? No, oh, yeah, yeah, this dude's a freak, and uh, you're a weirdy, and and not in a good way either. Um, I, I legitimately like 
while I we agree that this isn't quite horror, mm-hmm. it is extremely horrifying just to think that there are women and to a lesser extent men, but m- mainly women that do go through shit like this. Yeah, where they are, um, you know, abused and brainwashed into believing that this person is, you know, the second coming of Jesus or whatever, and then are forced more or less to marry him, carry his children and everything. And then it just mm-hmm. is this never ending cycle of abuse and incest and, and, and sexual assault. And it's, it's just, I think there's a lot of comments on here that say that there's, this isn't hor- like horror at all. Yeah. And I think that is a, obviously probably written by men and B those people have no empathy for, you know, any character because like just because it's not horrifying to you doesn't mean that it's not horrifying yeah, to those I mean, characters. It's, it's a pretty scary thing to think about. Just, oh yeah, like yeah. I couldn't have ever imagined being in a cult myself. Just yeah, I mean I'm I'm six three and over three hundred pounds. I find it hard for any human person that isn't Dwayne the Rock Johnson being able to overtake me. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean there there are definitely more than just Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. He's just. It's funnier if I name it specifically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's just one of those things, and it 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 really built up this hatred for this guy, Mm -hmm. and you you felt the hate that she felt, Um, and and that's more than just like a, you know, oh, it's a cult. We know how this goes. You see her hate build, and in the end, when he slaps her, I was going slap him back, slap him back. She and, <laughs> and then and then she did and I went yas yas queen <laughs> you'll do it baby uh, it, it was just so gratifying and then you 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 know you see the cops the cops come and see all of the the older women's bodies and then they find him just gutted and bloodied and and hanging from a tree and it's it's just with the rams um, horns yeah with the ram horns head. on his head it's just such a gratifying ending in my opinion mm-hmm. without spelling it out for you too yeah uh, it, it lets you come to your own conclusions but also tells you what happened and it, in in all I think it's just a great story uh, you know allegory for women standing up for themselves against against uh, you know men who have harmed them and. Mm. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, I, I really enjoyed it for, uh, you know, that aspect and just thought it was really powerful in the way it was told, even though I admit it's not a way that most people would want it told. So I, I really don't have a problem with people not liking this movie, but I really yeah. liked it. Uh, yeah, it is, it is definitely a good movie. Um, uh, let's talk about the main actors real quick. Um, yeah, Rafi Cassidy, who uh, we know she, from a couple things. Yeah, she uh, her probably her first first big role was maybe it looks like Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Seems uh, that's to be. the first thing I remember her from. I believe she plays a, a cyborg or robot or something. Uh, Snow White and the Huntsman, but she was like a young yeah. Snow White, and then instead of you know, yeah, who she, she was. was a bigger character in Tomorrowland. Yeah, um, and then she was also in the Killing of the Sacred Deer, which is a phenomenal movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> And you know she she's got a, a nice career ahead of her with with all of these, you know, smaller artistic films, which, you know, is great. I I love when people stick to those kinds of movies, even though it might be the only movies that they're getting. But I I, I love it hey, when it's it's okay though. 
because yeah, they're yeah. great movies. Yeah, she she I was agree. great, and uh, I'm assuming this is how you pronounce the name, Mikhail Hoisman. Is it uh, Mikhail? It's, uh, it's Michelle. Is it, is it Michelle? Um, yeah, I know okay. that much just because all Europeans pronounce Michael. Got it. Michel. Listen, I'm just a dumb American, but yeah. uh, we know him from a lot of things. And um, I believe it's Huisman, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna keep going. Anyway, we know him from a, we know him from a lot of things. Uh, really, most recently has been uh, the Haunting of Hill House. I think he's going to be. Oh yeah, in, he is in that. I think he's going to be in the the new one as well. Um, so what's always distracting to me is that I only see him like as the guy Dario from Game of Thrones. Um, well, not only see him, but like that's the main thing. I'm like, it's Dario, that's sexy. And with the long hair in this movie, I was like, yeah. it's Dario, you sexy motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, he he was great too. He was very uh, creepy, very creepy for <laughs> sure. Um, is definitely the word that I was looking oh, yeah. for. Um, but yeah, he was great. Um, definitely, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I might uh, I might think about joining a cult if he's the leader. <laughs> well, this really cult, be he like Jesus. He wouldn't want you true. Uh, But yeah, he, he was great. He was, he was um, you know, he's normally like the charming, attractive guy. Mm-hmm. And to just see him as this completely evil, creepy character with little to no redeeming qualities was you know it's it's always refreshing seeing someone uh kind of branching out from what they normally are i mean uh i i didn't see game of thrones as uh, you know most yeah. people know um but he is the love interest in age of adeline he's in this the movie the invitation i believe he's a just the brother in the invitation i, I but, forgot he's even in, in the, 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 the invitation yeah he's like the ex-husband in the movie wild um, he, he's always just like the attractive side piece for mm-hmm. women, which, you know, women need that since, you know, women are usually cast as the, the attractive side piece. Yeah. Um, but it is just nice seeing him be a completely get a little terrible different role. person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it was really, really great role. Um, and I, I just love the, the way it was told, like, the violence was heavily implied and and never really shown. Yeah, which I really appreciated. Um, just because you know, especially with with uh, low budget horror adjacent movies, uh, it's it's easy to just show straight up brutal murder, and they always cut away from it in this and show the aftermath or showed it in a dream. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just a really artistic way to show it, and uh, I, it it made for more beautiful cinema, cinematic moments, um, such as like when she's dreaming of smashing his head with a rock, and you just see in slow motion all of the sisters attacking him, and because it's shot that way, like the colors are beautiful, you you see just the the splatter becomes beautiful more than gory, in, yeah, in that sense. Um, and it's just, you know, she's gets almost drowned at one point and it becomes like this beautiful cinematic moment. It's just a very creative way to show violence mm-hmm. uh, without really showing it in a way. Yeah. And I, I thought it was beautifully done. Shot in Ireland. I fucking love Ireland. I want to yeah, live fucking there. Looks real good in this movie I want, too. I want to be in Ireland. I want Ireland and me. <laughs> Just want. I'm now. You're making me hungry for some potatoes. 
<laughs> oh man, I, I, um, I, I yeah, I, I just realized it's unrated. Yeah, it probably wasn't sent to the MPAA. Probably just bought directly off the f- festival circuit from uh, Hulu. Hmm. Well, it's but, definitely uh, an R, so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely an R. Uh, I don't think it'd be an NC-17. There's not enough yeah. in my mind to make it an NC-17. Uh, definitely not a PG-13. Um, yeah. But, and, you know, unless we were, you know, watching Indiana Jones for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. back in the times that it came out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I really enjoy this. I don't really have too much more to say about it, but it's a fantastic movie in my opinion. Uh, it is going to be a love it or hate it thing. Um, yeah. I, there's a lot of people with, you know, they have so, most of them have solid points. Some of them are just like, it's not scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, a lot of them do have solid facts and points about it. But uh, I, I really enjoyed it. As I went down in the valley to pray. Studying about that good old way And who shall wear the starry crown Good Lord, show me the way Shala, what happened? Oh, sisters, let's go down It's worse than punishment Let's go I'm relying on you, Sella. Of all my children, you're the purest in your faith. <laughs> Let's move on to Les Jorgements. Uh, so... Will this become a little shelf boy with his pants hiked up high and flying the flag of the motherland? Aaron Gobrach, Ireland. I love you. Yes, I believe this is a shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and the Handmaiden. Uh, it's not i i love it i'm always gonna love it but yeah i I think this is uh you know we we pointed out the cinematography alone makes this worthy of a shelf yeah i I was gonna say in in my turn there that i think the cinematography alone really just justifies it being a shelf boy Mm -hmm. more than anything else Um, yeah and, and like, because at the very least, if you're not enjoying the story, you're gonna get beautiful shots. Yeah. In damn near every single frame, yeah, I don't every, remember a every single time, frame. Every time you look away, there's like a different scene and like place they are, and you're just oh, like, yeah. Jesus, that looks good. I want to walk on mm-hmm. that. And then it's it's also just got a really gratifying ending mm-hmm. that is is really uh, it's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> not that that's ter- that's a good term for it because it's, it's oh, still it's, a yeah. very dark definitely, movie. Uh, definitely makes you feel good about what yes. Happened. It's going to make you go, yes, Yes, ladies. (laughs) So the other lamb makes it onto the shelf with the likes of Apostle and (laughs) the Handmaiden. handmaiden. (laughs) That brings us to our plugs for this week. Uh, My plug for this week is going to be a trailer for a film that is coming out. Uh, It is going to be out next year. They're they're not going to be releasing it this year, even though I believe it was originally supposed to be released this year. But it is a film called Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, It is a film. I should have brought this shit up on IMDb. Hold (laughs) on. Uh, It is a film with uh, Daniel Kaluuya 
and Lakeith Stanfield and Jesse Plemons, directed by Shaka King, uh, written by Shaka King and Will Burson, and two more who I'm too lazy to open that up. I'm so tired, you guys. I'm very tired. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's about the story of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and his hateful betrayal of by FBI informant William O'Neill. That is the trailer for Judas and the Black Messiah that is going to be on Warner Brothers Pictures on YouTube. Repeat after me. stolen car, five years for impersonating a federal officer, or you can go home. Okay, okay. I actually, I did see that trailer. I didn't watch it, but I did see it, and I was like, oh, that looks, it's going to look good, I can guarantee Oh, yeah, it. it's it's a great trailer. All right. Um, well, for my plug, I've got basically a whole channel on YouTube. I kind of stumbled upon this nicely, and uh, it kind of made me feel good because I watched, I promise you, like, 10 of their videos after I saw the one. <laughs> um, it's called Film Comics Explained, and it's basically a channel that explains a bunch of things, especially like uh, creatures from horror movies and such like that, mm -hmm. uh, diseases in horror movies. Um, and it, they don't just like touch up on like horror movies, but many different things. Um, they talk about uh, specifically movies altogether. Like uh, here's here's one right here for predestination explained or explored. Like they they like they go into the movie and they talk all types of things. Like if you're feeling like you don't understand, you go into one of these videos and they'll, they'll tell you a little bit about it. And uh, for the one that brought me in was uh, the Clover Monster because that always gets my rocks off when I I, <laughs> I love. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love I love the whole lore behind Cloverfield, which is why I originally loved the first one so much. Yeah, um, not so much obviously for the handheld camera type shit, but um, but for for the lore that was behind the movie, and they go into it explaining, um, you know, the Clover the Clover Monster, and a little bit about the uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane stuff, and then the next one that I uh, I watched was a. Uh, Modor, Child of Loki, the, from the Ritual movie. They talked about that a little bit, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, and I just fell down the drain, dude, and I kept stumbling, and there's a little bit of water that got on my lap, because, you know, oh, I'm no. in a drain, but it was great. <laughs> so I definitely recommend this channel. They were great. Um, they talk about a lot, and they're only like 10-minute videos each at max most times. Nice. So, yeah, uh, Film Comics Explained on YouTube. Film Comics Explained on YouTube and the trailer for Judas and the Black Messiah. That are, that are, that is our two plugs. That are our two plugs. Those are our two plugs. <laughs> Jesus, please give me strength to speak English correctly. Uh, <laughs> that brings us to our pick for next week. Glenjamin Bynum, it is your pick to pick horror spoopy movie number two. Mm. What yes, are so we watching? I wanted to be on the dot as possible. I wanted to be the most on-the-dot horror movie, like, just stupid. Um, <laughs> I Actually, this was this is my backup, because I originally wanted to pick a, uh, I think it was a Korean film, like a Korean horror film, but that uh, came out in 2020, and we can't really review movies that came out in, like, the last year. So yeah. 
I had to shelf that away. Not not the shelf boy, but I had to shelf it for later. Um, and this one's going to be as spot on as you could possibly go. A full-on Halloween horror fucking monster movie, if you will. The Monster. Let's go back to the car. Dogs don't got teeth like this. Yeah, we're fine. The ambulance is going to be a bit. Stay in there. Monster, <laughs> the monster, uh, released in 2016, uh, directed by Brian Bertino, written by Brian Bertino, stars Zoe Kazan, Ella uh, Bellantine, and Aaron Douglas. Uh, the monster is about a mother and daughter must confront a terrifying monster when they break down on a deserted road. Look at my precious baby boy Glenn mm-hmm. talking about synopsis without mm-hmm. stumbling over his words. I did it. I had like a mouthful of spit too. I didn't want to like. You did it. So what, where can we watch this beautiful so baby this gem? bad boy, I closed out of the app, but I believe it was on Netflix. Yes, it's Netflix. Okay. So far, it looks like just strictly Netflix. So yeah, yeah Netflix, baby. Netflix, the baby. Uh, had, were you aware that I've seen this before? No, I, I thought I looked it up, too. Son of a bitch. I might not have rated it, but I have seen it before. Um, uh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember too much from it, so, you so, know... It, yeah, I, I looked, don't know if I that's because up, I looked up one movie. I don't think I actually looked up this one now that I think of it. Because this one was so out of the wild that I didn't think you even watched it. Oh, yeah. Yep, there dude, it is right there. Come on, son. Do you know me? Yeah, well, I kind of. Kind of. So that is our assignment for next week. That is The Monster on Netflix. As always, you can check out our website, KeystoneFilmReview.com. Uh, on Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. We're doing lots of videos on there. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we get our spoop on with Zoe Kazan mm-hmm. with The Monster. Uh, guten Tag. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.